You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday halfway through the week. Appreciate all of you listening into the podcast. Be sure always to download and subscribe to the podcast wherever podcasts are found. I just want to remind everybody of that because uh, what makes the the podcast keep ticking for all of you subscriptions and everything like that. And you keep growing. So uh, it's summertime. Things are slowing down a little bit. But Tara Talmadge is going to be joining us later in the podcast to talk about all things going on with the Arkansas Razorbacks. And as far as today goes, I I wouldn't call this significant news, but news nonetheless, that the SEC Big 12 Challenge was announced for the upcoming basketball season. And Arkansas, for once, didn't kind of get screwed in the whole matchup. It's not Texas Tech, and it's not Oklahoma Stank. Thank God. Did I say Stank? State? Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Um, It's West Virginia. So January 29th of 2022, Arkansas and West Virginia will be facing off in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Now, West Virginia is a team that last year obviously – had a, a lot of success made it to the tournament. And Bob Huggins, we know, being the coach there, uh, has always done a, a pretty phenomenal job. And a little history behind this. Arkansas actually has only played West Virginia once in their history, and it was in the 2006 uh, in Orlando, Florida, the, win, the Old Spice Classic, which I had to go back and look at. I completely forgot about that. That was before Bob Huggins got there. Uh, but Arkansas won that game 71-64, to uh, Sonny Weems led the way with 19 points and Charles Thomas with 13. So really going back in the Wayback Machine to to see how, uh, how that one was. But either way, I'm excited about this matchup. And I'm excited in the fact that Arkansas has been obviously performed well enough last season to to get a little bit of the a benefit of the doubt when it comes to these matchups because we know that that's what it's based on. But that being said, as much as I like these games, I look forward to seeing what type of non-conference games Arkansas can schedule, the better off they get as a program. If you think back in just over the past few years, say five to seven years, the amount of non-conference marquee games Arkansas has had has been pretty limited. Obviously, the SEC Big 12 Challenge has helped that. uh, But for the most part, it's not been great. Now, I'm not trying to say that Arkansas has had a weak schedule. That's not what I'm saying at all. Because we know that last year they definitely did not have a weak schedule. I'm just talking about marquee games. Games that get the needle moving. They get ESPN there at 6 o'clock that night on a Saturday to watch it or to broadcast it. Like big time matchups. The SEC Big 12 Challenge has helped that. But besides that, if you think about it, you played Iowa State in that SEC Big 12 Challenge once. And I think you played TCU once. Uh, and, and, and Texas Tech and Oklahoma State, we all know that. Like you played those a few times. You had a home and home with Michigan back in like 2013, 2014, somewhere in there. Uh, you played Syracuse in the SEC Big, Tw- uh, Big East Challenge back when it was the old Big East Challenge. So you played that one year. Uh, you had a home and home in Dayton. You technically had a home and home with Indiana. But that's really been it. And I'm sure I'm missing some, but the point is, is that you just really haven't had those great marquee games. And I've always chalked it up to the fact that 
in order to get those big time marquee games, you got to be a big time marquee program. Duke, Kansas, North Carolina, Syracuse, UCLA, Michigan State, you know, whoever you want to throw into the mix of those blue blood programs, they don't schedule opponents based on what they used to be. They don't, I mean, everybody would like to play those games and play those teams because for the purpose of branding and recruiting and elevating your schedule and RPI and all that stuff. But they don't just schedule anybody. A lot of times, those big marquee games that those schools schedule are against other big marquee teams because they know that there's value in it, there's benefit in it. Everyone will watch the game. Everybody will be there at the game and checking out the game and and all of that. That's big time, and that's when you know you've kind of arrived. Now, Arkansas obviously made some noise last year making it to the Elite Eight, and you know this year there's going to be a lot of expectation to go along with it too. But to me, you really understand how much you've arrived when you're able to put out that you are a big-time program facing a big-time program in the early going of the non-conference schedule. To me, that's when you show your big time. I don't care if it's Syracuse. I don't care if it's North Carolina. I don't care if it's Michigan State or Michigan, uh, Illinois, whoever, Gonzaga, throw it out there, Baylor. When you face those opponents in the early going of the season, you know you've arrived. And that's what I hope I get to see from Arkansas here very soon. Again, not that their schedule's bad by any means. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that you know you've arrived when you finally get to those big marquee games in the early conference schedule. And if Arkansas can get to that, maybe this year, maybe next year, you'll know that they officially arrived in college basketball. We'll have Tara Talmadge on the other side of the break. But first, I've got to tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, as well as MMA action. So before your next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Head to the website now. Use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% off your welcome Bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. We're going to have Tara Talmadge of the Picture Nation joining us here in just a second. First, I got to tell you about how this podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for you to find what you need when it comes to your parts at all these local chain places. You want to go through and find exactly the right part for you, but how frustrating is it when you go there and you don't see that they have what you need, or at least at a good price? Luckily for you, rockauto.com, you can help you save time and money when you use them. It's a family business, and it's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and the prices are reliably low for every customer. So if you go to the website right now at rockauto.com, you can find the solution for all your auto parts needs. Go there right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com. Right now, let's go to the phone lines and welcome in Tara Talmadge of the Pig Trail Nation and SEC Network. Tara, appreciate you joining us this afternoon. How you doing? Great as always. <laughs> Thanks for having me, you guys. Of course, absolutely. And the thing is, is like, 
uh, we, we were just discussing the, the SEC Big 12 Challenge against West Virginia. Yeah. Like, I, I love the matchup. I love the game. And I love the fact that Arkansas is finally getting to the point to where in this challenge they're going to be giving good teams that to go up against instead of constantly having to face just middle-of-the-pack teams out of the Big 12. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And like you were saying earlier, I think we were all getting tired of, you know, the Oklahoma State and Texas Tech thing. It's like, you know, no one wants to see Clemson and Alabama keep playing each other in football. So um, I, I like the idea of, of West Virginia. And, I mean, Bob Huggins is a, is a great coach. And also, not to mention, they're going to be hosting it this time around. So that will be nice because I was reading that article, and I guess they're 3-0 and at home in this SEC Big 12 Challenge. So, you know, if that keeps on rolling, it should be a fun matchup then. And, Tara, we talk about storylines. Of course, Coach Huggins, that's a big deal. But also there's mm-hmm. the possibility that Gabe Osaboy makes his return yeah. journey to Fayetteville. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, from what I've been reading, like that, it's always an interesting thing, I think, when – Someone who used to play at Arkansas, whether it be basketball, baseball, or any other sport, doesn't really matter. It's interesting to me to see how fans respond to them potentially facing off against Arkansas again. And it seems like everyone welcomes the the Gabe Osaboyan SEC Big 12 Challenge matchup. And and I think it would be fun. I don't think there's well, I don't really know, but I don't. I wouldn't think that there's a lot of hard feelings about it because he's done very well there. So. Um, I, I like it, and I think it'd be cool for him to come back to Bud Walton Arena. Yeah, and I just have this bad feeling, though, because I feel like every time a former Razorback or a kid from Arkansas comes into Bud Walton yep. Arena, he torches Arkansas. Uh, we know I felt like Kayvon Allen just couldn't graduate fast enough because of how many times him and Arkansas faced each other. Yes. It seems like he always went nuts. But I, I would be hard-pressed to think that Gabe Osaboyan would come into Fayetteville at Bud Walton Arena and start raining threes and go for 27 points. I just don't see that happening. Right. No, and I don't either. I mean, I think the most epic situation like that was Ty Story coming back and facing <laughs> off against Arkansas. I don't see that type of situation happening again. But that's not to say that he wouldn't have a good game. So, uh, well, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. I'm not sure what that West Virginia team looks like right now. But – I'm sure he'll have a, a bit of a chip on his shoulder to, to prove himself in front of an Arkansas crowd. Well, not knowing what the West Virginia team looks like, what about Arkansas, though? Because we know that there's a lot of excitement, and we're already talking about mm-hmm. basketball. we got to get through football to I even know. get to basketball. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's so many new pieces for Eric Musselman's team, and, I mean, not just – the players but the coaches as well I feel like we don't really know too much about how this team is going to be playing together because it's so different from the past season the expectations are still that they'll be great because you also look at the guys that they brought in and, and their experienced transfers Musselman it's, it's no secret loves transfers and if those guys come in and, and live up to the hype, then it'd be awesome. And plus, you'd probably get K.K. Robinson back because we, we didn't get to see too much of him last season, so that would be fun. Devo Davis. I mean, there's a lot to look forward to with this team. Just kind of have to see how it's all going to play out and, and what each person's role is going to be. Now, shifting gears and looking at the Razorback baseball team for a second, Dave Van Horn was able to meet Ooh. with the media today. 
And uh, one of the things that I think he was asked about probably more than anything is more about, okay, what about this player? Is he staying or is he going? (laughs) It's almost like he went through each individual player. And I don't know, like when I was listening to it and watching the press conference, nothing was really surprising other than the fact, and maybe this is just me being too hopeful and reading too much into it, he said for pretty much all the players emphatically whether they're staying or going, but even with Kevin Copps, he said, well, I guess, you know, he could come back, you know, if he, if, if he yeah. wanted to. It's almost like he left the door open for him for a little bit. But what stood out to you from that press conference and some of the stuff he said? Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you leave the door open for Kevin Copps to come back? I mean, <laughs> that would be awesome. But, no, I mean, that's, I, I highly doubt that happens. Um, I think Dave was just being cautious in, in a very good way. I mean, I understand why he, he's doing the – did that press conference the way he did because there are guys that are kind of on the the edge and that's a frustrating honestly as a coach I'm sure because he mentioned multiple times how late the draft is and it's hard to know which roles you're trying to fill on that team in terms of transfers or, or different guys that you want to bring into your program when you don't know who's leaving there are so many honestly you think about like you know Goodhart He's got, like, one year left of eligibility. I'm sure he would love to sign. But would it be a good move for him in his career after this past season? I don't really know. And so it, it depends on, I think, what number they, you know, some team comes at him with. So there's multiple guys that you could look at and say, oh, he's coming back. But truly, we won't know until after that draft. What did Coach Ben Horn say about his thoughts on next season other than some of the players that could come back, did he uh, give any thoughts on next season with some of the incoming players? Um, well, I thought it was funny. He talked about Michael Turner. He's that new catcher that they just picked up, and I guess he's not allowed to talk about him yet, but he said, well, I, I hear he's uh, not, not just a catcher. He's uh, a pos- He plays positions as well, the guy at Kip State. So um, there's, there's, there's definitely – some guys that I'm sure he'd love to talk with us about, but um, not really sure. And then one of the things that stood out to me was Peyton Paulette because obviously he was a big pitcher for Arkansas, and then all of a sudden they just had to fill that role when he got hurt. Now, the good news from what Dave Van Horn said was that it sounds like there's not a tear in his arm or anything. Like, he didn't have to have surgery, and they're expecting him not to have to have surgery and they expect him to be able to start throwing in a couple of weeks, which is just great news for him and that pitching staff. Yeah, that that's huge. And I felt like he also continued to talk highly about, which is not surprising, Connor Nolan. And mm-hmm. we, we know that he went through his struggles this year and uh, to really get healthy. But I just keep continuing to take away from it that Dave Van Horn thinks Connor Nolan is the real deal Holyfield, the only thing that's keeping him from taking that next step it's just injury. So if he can be healthy this upcoming season, uh, I mean, Connor Nolan, I'm not saying he'll be for sure your Friday ace, but it certainly looks yeah. like Dave Van Horn's high enough on him to where he can make a difference. Yeah, and I mean, you look at majority of any athlete's career in any sport, and they're going to have a down season. It's just how things go. And so to say that he's never going to be back to what he was or never be better than that wouldn't be fair. So I'm sure that David Horn knows what he's talking about. Um, and we did see him get progressively better as the season went on. So I would expect him to be much better after this, you know, summer 
and, and all the workouts that they're going to end up doing before next season. Did Coach Van Horn give any thoughts on Connor Nolan possibly moving on? Because he is at that year in eligibility where he could actually move yeah. on. Yeah, and I mean, he was going through the list of guys that, you know, you know Bob Holt always rambles off a couple names of people, <laughs> and he goes, okay, I'll just start down the list. So, um, briefly mentioned Connor Nolan and, and if he was going to come back and said, you know, he would expect him to come back, and he would expect Debbie Vermillion to come back. You, you expect Brady Slavens to come back. Um, that's not uh, – and then circles back and says uh, – it also depends on the draft, though. And, but it, it sounds like I, I think I don't think it's a big secret that Connor Nolan is, is very likely going to be having another year in Arkansas. We'll continue our discussion with Tara Talmadge of the Picture on Nation SEC Network here in just a second. But first, I got to tell you about Built Bar and how it is the best tasting protein bar ever. They have nine delicious flavors to choose from. And the best part about it is that they're healthy. Not only do they taste great, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 30, 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. And again, nine amazing different flavors to choose from. Order today, you can get the raspberry, the mint brownie, you can go with cherry, you can go with salted caramel, whichever flavor you like, you can get them all. And the best thing about it is if you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Again, use promo code LOCKED15, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com right now. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Yeah, I would be surprised if he moved on, just given the circumstances of, uh, you know, what he wants to work on and everything. But you never know, you know, if somebody gets drafted high enough, money can talk. So uh, you never want to put a guarantee on it. But uh, sticking with college baseball, though, how much of the College World Series have you actually been watching? Because it's been tough for me and many others, but yeah. been watching it a little bit. <laughs> Last night's game, Mississippi State uh, was in Virginia. Literally, Mississippi yeah. State's getting no hit in going into the eighth mm-hmm. inning. Virginia's up 4 nothing, and then Mississippi State comes back and wins. It, there's been some great games, but how much of the College World Series have you been paying attention to? I, so I watched both of the games yesterday because – Quite honestly, asking Arkansas fans who they were pulling for was either Texas or Tennessee was one of the most entertaining things that I've done on Twitter in quite some time. And listening to everyone try to decide who they want to actually root for in that game was very fun. But um, I, I don't think anyone's really too sad to see Tennessee get knocked out. And then that game between Mississippi State and, and Virginia, I Swear, I'm not kidding. I like got up, walked out of the room, came back, and then it was like a six-four game. Makes no sense, and that's got to be one of the most frustrating things as a pitcher to have a no hitter going, and then all of a sudden you lose the game. I can't even imagine. That's so frustrating. <laughs> Great if you don't have any type of team that you're pulling for, though. Great baseball to watch. <laughs> Okay, so there's not a team that you're pulling for. You wouldn't like to see another SEC team win, or or is that you the know, last thing you would want to see is an SEC team win? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't particularly want an SEC team to win. I think once Arkansas got knocked out, I kind of just decided, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I wanted NC State to win. But now seeing how good NC State has done, I mean, it's just. It's, I don't know about you guys, but that's 
shocked me. I had no idea that NC State was as good as they are. And truly, I think it also is just the fact that they're peaking at the right time. Uh, because I think Nebraska was more of a challenge, truly. But uh, I guess you would say that I'm playing for NC State now. Yeah, I feel like that's probably what most Arkansas fans are doing. And the fact that Tennessee was one of the teams to, to get eliminated quick was great. So what? now here's the question, though. Is Tony Vitello back in Knoxville this uh, this next season, <laughs> or is he moving on to LSU? Um, from what I understand, Tennessee, it sounds like they are fully prepared to make him one of the highest-paid coaches in the country. Um, I don't know why he would walk away from that, especially when – He's built it up to what it is right now, and they're finally having a lot of success. You would think that he'd want to stick with that and ride it out for a little bit. And then I don't know if he really wants the Arkansas job or not, but uh, I don't think that going to LSU would help with that if that's his end goal. So the Tennessee fans, they've been outspoken about this, where they say pretty much the same thing. Why would he leave? Tennessee is a better job, but – Historically, LSU is better in baseball, but uh, it would make sense for Coach Vitello to stick there, like you said, simply because he's yeah. built it into what it is. So do the Tennessee fans, do they do they have a legitimate argument, or are the LSU fans on the other side saying, no, come here, because this is where we get a lot of talent, and we know the history with LSU? Yeah, and I mean, I do see the LSU side of it, but those are some really big shoes to fill with, with pulmonary leaving. And you're walking in, and a lot of the times, I mean, we've seen it with coaches being hired at Arkansas. A lot of the times, people just expect you to immediately have success. And that's very difficult to do. So, uh, I, I don't know. I, if I were him, I would just stick with Tennessee. See, but at the same time, it just like, I, I don't know. I just feel like in college sports especially, like there are certain jobs that are just far and away better that it would be hard-pressed for me to turn away from. And I get like Tennessee, oh, yeah. he's built it and everything, and they say that they got facilities on the way. But you're talking about going from uh, an up-and-coming Tennessee program, which up until this year, most fans there in Knoxville probably didn't even know they had a baseball program, to where you could walk <laughs> down into Baton Rouge and have everything at your disposal, like all the amenities, all the facilities, the fans, everything. I don't know. Like, if it was any other job, I would say I could see him at Tennessee. But, man, turning down arguably the best college baseball job in the country at LSU, and I'm going to hold my nose saying that, to me would just be so Uh, difficult to do. (laughs) Yeah, and I fully agree. I mean, I think everyone has that one job that that would be really hard for them to turn down. And we've seen – that happened with, with even certain coaches at Arkansas. I mean, we saw Brad Davis go to LSU because that was that was the one job that he couldn't really turn away from. So I don't know if LSU is the one job for Tony Vitello. Um, it, I understand why it would be difficult to walk away from, though. So if Coach Vitello, let's say for argument's sake, he did have aspirations of coming to Arkansas, does it make mm-hmm. sense for him to hold out for that? Or – like John mentioned, LSU being one of the better jobs in college baseball, what makes more sense? Yeah, I mean, truly, I don't see DBH retiring anytime soon. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see him, you know, turning it in in the next couple of years. So it depends on what he wants to do. If, if you want to go to 
to LSU and think that you can spend several years there building that program into being great, then absolutely go do that. Do that for LSU. But if you want to just ride it out at Tennessee and you could be one of the highest paid coaches and you could have, you know, pretty much anything you want at Tennessee, that'd be great too. Yeah, I know it's just so difficult to try to figure it out in college baseball and everything, but it's also just showing that in the SEC, it's a whole new animal because you've seen oh, programs become good over time. I think, obviously, LSU's been around for a long time. Arkansas has been around for for a good amount of period of time as far as being one of the best ones. And you got, you got know, Mississippi uh-huh. State elevating themselves. South Carolina and Florida have been in the mix for everything. And now Tennessee just gets added into the mix as well. It's almost like it's getting to the point where it doesn't matter where in the SEC you are because wherever you're at, if you win, the support, the fans, the money, the, all of that's going to come along with it. So, you know, I just, I'm just i more hoping that he goes to LSU just because that's one less team you got to worry about with Tennessee because then they'll go back into obscurity. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I like that plan. I changed my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's between that and, like, you know, because Mike Bianco was kind of being rumored for it. I'm like, I would love for him to go to LSU because if he can only go to one College World Series in 23 years at Ole Miss, I don't know if him going to LSU all of a sudden he's going to open up the floodgates and do everything. So, you know, I I want the least amount of relevant programs in the SEC as possible. So if Vitello goes to LSU, I'm hopeful for that because LSU is always going to be good, but I'd rather them be good and then Tennessee go back into obscurity. Yeah, I mean, it also depends. I don't know who Tennessee would hire to replace them. I have, I have no idea. So that's another situation as well. Yeah. I, well, does it say more about the conference, though? Because like we talked about all season, Arkansas was the best team in the nation playing in the toughest conference. If you have more teams that are in the mix. Yeah. I mean, I, I think absolutely to to say that Arkansas was one of the best is very true. I mean, they showed it multiple times. And obviously – SEC is not easy. I think in the College World Series, we've seen a little, a little bit of a challenge placed on that with some of these SEC teams. But at the same time, I mean, you just look at the talent that comes out of each and every program, and it's really hard to argue with it. Well, Tara, we are up against it. But as always, we appreciate it and love it when you come on with us every Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of the week, and we'll be catching up with you later down the road. All right? Thanks, guys. Always fun talking some nonsense with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, appreciate it, Tara. Have a good one. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 